What's going on, beloved? I'm BJ Clark, and this is the Kingdom Life Podcast, the show where we discuss practical biblical principles of Christian living. We'll discuss topics such as relationships, family, finance, and everyday Christian living. Together, we'll learn what it really means to be about that life, the kingdom life. Hey, 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 what's going on, beloved? Welcome to another Kingdom Life podcast. Almost forgot where I was at for a moment. (laughs) Once again, I want to thank you for joining us on another podcast, another episode. Um, Once again, I want to thank you all for the support that you all have been giving. I'm so grateful for your kind words, your encouragement. Um, Thankful that we have a, um, a listener and San Juan, Puerto Rico, as well as one in in Australia. So um, I'm excited about that. Uh, Nonetheless, thank God for his goodness and his grace. Thank God for this platform. This is a wonderful platform with an opportunity to reach a large audience. And I pray that each week we get on, um, it'll definitely be a blessing to you in your life. And I hope it, you know, increases your walk with the Lord to make you better, a better disciple, a better follower, a better Christian all around. So, so like I said, thank you so much for, you know, your participation, your downloading, your um, your listening week in and week out. It's really, really appreciated. Um, this week I want to deal with, last week we talked about God's love. Um, we discussed rather our love for God. We talked about the translation of the word love, um, the etymology of phileo, um, which means to welcome, to entertain, to be fond of, to love dearly, and as it relates to things, to be content at or with a thing. Um, last week we discussed um, to love God means to welcome him, to give him access into your life, into your affairs, into your space, to entertain him, to have him as a guest, to show hospitality, to to be uh, you know respectful, um, to be fond of him meaning to have a liking or affection for him and to love him dearly, to hold him in the highest regard, as well as to be content with. Um, We also discussed last week how we prove our love to God. We show and prove we love God by adhering to what he asks us and tells us to do. Um, We also discussed how do we know if we love God? Well, the love of God controls us. It controls our actions. It controls our movements. It controls how we treat people etc. So um, we touched on some really good things last week, but now we want to deal with the second part of that verse. Love your neighbor as you would yourself. If you have your Bibles, um, we're going to kind of jump around a little bit tonight. Want to deal with the same passage, but in two different versions of the gospel. Um, We're going to start off like we did last week in Matthew, the 22nd chapter. Starting at around verse number 33. If you have your Bibles, you can read along. And the Bible reads, And when the multitude heard this, they were astonished at his doctrine. But when the Pharisee had heard that he put to, I'm sorry, but when the Sadducee had heard that he had put the Sadducees to silence, they were gathered together. Then one of them, which was a lawyer, asked him a question, tempting him and saying, Master, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Jesus said unto him, 
Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy mind. This is the first and great commandment. And the second is like unto it. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. The second commandment is equally as important as the first, the way Jesus was referring to it. The whole law of Moses and the teaching of the prophets depend on these two. As we discussed in our previous podcast, um, we know that the foundation behind everything God does is love. Loving God and then loving humanity. And then here's the kicker. To love humanity as you would yourself. Now, think about this. Any rational human being is not going to intentionally harm is not going to intentionally harm itself. You know, but as far as humanity is concerned, the same way in the sense of how we discuss loving God, the same goes to loving humanity. To love humanity means to welcome them, to give them access into your life and into your space. Yeah, you know, there's certain people that you just don't do that for. <laughs> to entertain means to allow them to be a guest, to show hospitality to, um, to be fond of, means to take a liking or affection. And this is the part that really is tough, to love dearly, to hold them in high regard, and to be content with. Um, one of the things I believe is a staple in love is learning how to give people the benefit of the doubt. We'll jump a little bit into Luke. Um, I want to kind of piggyback off of what we were saying in Matthew, but Luke really gives a wonderful illustration. Jesus gives a parable of, of the Good Samaritan, and I want to really touch on that today. Um, some really good stuff in there, and it's really, I believe, it's going to change your life. Luke, the 10th chapter, starting at verse number 25 in the Bible reads, And behold, a certain lawyer stood up and tempted him, saying, Master, what shall I do to, inter to inherit eternal life? Man, I'm stumbling and fumbling today. And he said unto him, What is written in the law? How readest thou? And he answered and said, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. And he said unto him, Thou hast answered right, this do, and thou shalt live. But he, willing to justify himself, said to Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus answering him, or answering, said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance there came a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Verse 32. And likewise a Levite, when he was at that place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion on him. And he went on to him. I'm sorry, he went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring oil and wine, and set him on his own beast and brought him to an inn, and took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence, and gave them to the host, and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Which now these three thinkest thou was the neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves. 
And he said, he that showed mercy on him. Then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. Powerful passage of scripture. Jesus really pointed out some really powerful things that I want to kind of touch. Um, one of the things I really want to touch is he told him in verse number 28, he said, thou has answered right. This do and thou shall live. In other words, Jesus told him, he said, listen, if you adhere to those commandments to love the Lord thy God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself, understand the Amplified Bible says that word live means to enjoy active, blessed and endless life in the kingdom of God. Beloved, here's a key to spiritual blessing and prosperity right there. Loving God with everything you got and then loving humanity as yourself. That's one of the keys, I believe, to spiritual blessing. But verse 29, it says, but he willing to justify himself said unto Jesus, and who is my neighbor? <laughs> now, see, <laughs> this is where I have an issue. Now, if he had just kept his mouth shut, <laughs> he would have been cool, but he wanted to justify himself. In other words, he wanted to acquit himself or free himself from some type of guilt or reproach. So he asked the question. And then Jesus being masterful at what he does, he wanted to draw from him and acknowledge the fact that he know he had not done this. And Jesus was good as all at, at always checking the Pharisees and the Sadducees on their practices. Um, I, I revert back to Matthew chapter five, starting at verse number 43. Um, and it's pretty much it said, you have heard that it was said, thou shalt love your neighbor and hate your enemy. But I say unto you, love your enemies. Bless them that curse you, do good to them that hate you, and pray for them which despitefully use you and persecute you, that you may be the children of your Father which is in heaven. For he maketh his son to rise on the evil and on the good, and sendeth rain on the just and the unjust. And this was so mind-blowing. In verse 46, he was saying, For if you love them which love you, what reward have you? Do not even the publican, in other words, the, the tax collector, do they not even do the same? Now, now, beloved, it said publican, not republican. <laughs> now I'm just picking on you. <laughs> I love both sides. I love both sides. <laughs> but it says the tax collector, the tax collector was considered probably one of the most infamous, most hated individuals of that time. So as far as like if you love them, which, you know, love you, what's the reward in that? And it says, if you salute your brethren only, what do you more than others? Do not even the publicans in that aspect of the scripture, that word publican is actually interpreted as Gentile or heathen. In other words, don't even the, the heathen and the sinners do that? Like only speak to people that speak to them? But then the, the, the awesome thing about verse number 48, it says, but be ye therefore perfect, even as your father, which is in heaven, is perfect. The Amplified Bible, it, it, it goes into what this word perfection is. And you therefore must be perfect. In other words, growing into complete maturity of godliness in mind and character, having reached the proper height of virtue and integrity as your heavenly father is perfect. In other words, in order for you to come to this place of perfection or maturity, it's going to take some practice. 
<laughs> it's going to take some practice on all of us. It's going to take some practice. It's going to take some application. It's going to take some prayer. And it's going to take some consistency. But I believe we can get there. But let, let's go back to, to Luke. And it goes into verse number 30. And it says in verse 30, And Jesus answering said, A certain man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell among thieves, which stripped him of his raiment and wounded him, and departed, leaving him half dead. And by chance, in other words, by coincidence, there came a certain priest that way. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. Man. <laughs> and likewise, a Levite, when he was at the place, came and looked on him and passed by on the other side. Now, now, now check this out now. Listen. The priest saw him and passed on to the other side. But the Levite actually came to where he was, looked at him, analyzed the scene, and then crossed over to the other side. He was slighted by those who should have been his friends. The, the, the Levite as well as the priest, these are men who were uh, of professed sanctity, whose office obliged them to operate with tenderness and compassion, who ought to have taught their duties in such a case by their actions. And listen, I, I don't consider it a, a coincidence that Jesus used religious figures of that day. If you think about it, you and I, we run across these scenarios all the time on a consistent basis. Just think about it. Sometimes when you're on your way home, how often do we see people in situations and we just keep right on going? Or, or better yet, how about something even closer to home? How many people we know that and they are in trouble and, and we don't assist them? Man, I'm telling you, it really causes us to really think about this love thing and i know a lot of you say well i like i got a lot going on right now jesus ain't asking all that jesus asked us to love our neighbor but listen there's more to this text verse number 33 says but a certain samaritan as he journeyed came where he was and when he saw him he had compassion on him now, let me bring some relevance to this passage. The Samaritans. The Samaritans, uh, the Jews and the Samaritans had no dealings with one another. As a matter of fact, the Jews and the Samaritans hated one another. The Jews called them half-breeds. The Samaritans claimed descent from the tribe of Ephraim and Manasseh as well as, as Levi. And, but Orthodox Jews just considered that they didn't have any relation to them. They hated one another. In terms that you can understand from, from today's times and today's learn, uh, terms, think of it this way. It's like a Jewish man assisting an individual who's anti-Semitic. Or an African-American or one of our indigenous brothers and sisters assisting a white supremacist. It's tough to wrap our head around. But really, this is what loving your neighbor is as yourself. Neighbor isn't so much the people that are next door to you, the people in your community or your vicinity. 
Your neighbor is the person you come in contact with every day, regardless of their walk of life, regardless of what they do, regardless of what you agree with and disagree with, how they treat you. All these individuals are your neighbors. And Jesus requires us, well, God and Jesus rather, requires us to love our neighbor. Man, that is tough. That is tough. I mean, for us to, you know, to deal with people that we know don't like us genuinely. People that that would really, you know, if they had an opportunity, they would do harm to us, probably would even spit in our face. And Jesus said, love them as you would love yourself. Ooh Lord have mercy, help us. But it's part of this life, man. I'm telling you, like I said in weeks prior, the, one of the things about following Jesus is going to require us to do some unorthodox things. But that's how we stand out. And I think the more we spend time with Jesus, the more we stay in prayer, the more we stay in his word, the more we apply this word to our lives, and more importantly, strive to please God in all that we do, this will become a way of our life, a habit, if you will. Verse number 34, great, wrap it up so I can let you go. And went on to him and bound up his wounds, pouring oil, pouring in oil, I'm sorry, and wine, and sat him on his beast and brought him to an inn. And he took care of him. And on the morrow when he departed, he took out two pence and gave them to the host and said unto him, take care of him. And whatsoever thou spendest more, when I come again, I will repay thee. Verse 36, which now of these, thinkest, was a neighbor unto him that fell among the thieves? And he said unto them, he said, I'm sorry, he that showed mercy on him, then said Jesus unto him, go and do thou likewise. As I said, Jesus gave us some hard things to swallow. But true love for humanity doesn't hold our differences, our disagreements, our hatreds or whatever our skirmishes is, it don't hold them against one another. But regardless of how you treat me, as a disciple, as a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, I'm going to have to love my neighbor. And like I said, who is my neighbor? Everyone I come into contact with. Before I let you go, um, you know my custom, I always want to extend the invitation to those who may be listening who know, know the Lord Jesus Christ for the pardoning of their sins. This week, I know I gave you some tough things to digest, and I know you're saying, how in the world can I learn to love like that? Listen, with men, it's impossible, but with God, all things are possible. It's something about being introduced to this marvelous light and this wonderful love of Jesus Christ that it not only changes your mind, it changes your perspective, and most importantly, it changes you. And if you want to experience this wonderful relationship that will forever change your life, there's just three simple steps. The first step is to hear. We learn through the gospel that Jesus Christ died for our sins was buried and rose from the dead. And through the price, the price, I'm sorry, paid by Jesus Christ, and by believing on him and trusting him as Savior, 
we are forgiven our sins and put in right standing with God. The next is to believe. In order to be accepted by God, we must believe in our hearts that Jesus Christ is the Son of God and that he died for our sins and rose again. The Bible says if you believe this, you shall be saved. And then the last part, confess. The Bible teaches with the heart one believes, but your confession confirms that you believe. And by confessing that you receive Christ, you make him Savior and Lord of your life. And because you have done this by faith, God has made you right with him. And with these simple steps, you can recite, you can, I'm sorry, you can receive salvation and be made right with him today. So repeat this prayer after me. Say, dear Lord, I admit that I am a sinner. I have done many things that don't please you. I'm sorry. And I repent of my sins. I ask you to forgive me. I believe that you died on the cross for me to save me and that you also rose from the dead. I come to you now and ask you to come into my heart and to take control of my life. From this day forward, I make you Lord and Savior of my life. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed this prayer, beloved, I want to welcome you to the family. Listen, as we close, I want to encourage you to follow The Kingdom Life on Facebook and Instagram. That's The Kingdom Life, T-H-E-K-I-N-G-D-O-M-L, the number one F-E. Also, I want to encourage you to follow me on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at I am BJ Clark. That's I-A-M-B-J-C-L-A-R-K. Also, I want to encourage you to follow our clothing and apparel line. Our, our Kingdom Factory store, which is on Facebook and Instagram. That's T-H-E-K, the number one, N-G-D-O-M-F-A-C-T-O-R-Y. You can click on the link in the bio in the, in the description to shop and purchase authentic Kingdom Life apparel and accessories, just like what I have on right now. And listen, if this podcast was a blessing to you, or if you have any comments, Feel free to inbox me or message me on either of these platforms, and I'll respond to you as soon as possible. Listen, once again, I thank you so much, beloved, for listening. And until next time, take care. God bless.